Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of All Turns No Breaks. No, I'm not Renee. I'm Tam. And the other guy is Kenny. Say what's up, Kenny. Yo, what is going on? All turns, no breaks, family. What it is, what's up? <laughs> How y'all hey, doing? Hey, What's going on, Tam? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sure you guys are like, wait, that's not Renee. Where's Renee? Renee is going to join us a little bit later. If you listen to this podcast, you know Renee's life is pretty fabulous and this podcast episode he could not make it because he not only had a show he went to a festival and he is on a boat someplace when we do get him on because I think he's going to chime in a little later with his predictions maybe he'll share his weekend Kenny what did you do this weekend this weekend was a pretty relaxing weekend I didn't do too much kind of getting prepped for a couple weeks from now with my little brother getting ready to move back into college. So I'm going to be helping him out soon. My parents will be down. So that's all I've been really getting prepared for. And I don't think I've actually announced this like anywhere else, but to you, of course, I will be speaking on a panel in Miami for the National Association of Black Journalism on a panel called Keeping It Real on Social Media, which is kind of evolving. People who have started their careers in social media and how other companies should pay attention to how people are conducting themselves on social media and think about ways to hire folks that are already on there making their own brand. So I'm pretty excited for that. That's coming up real soon. And I think that was just about my weekend. How about you? You probably did something cool. (laughs) Yes, I did. But before we jump into my weekend... Are you going to be representing MRN or NASCAR? Like, what, I know you're going to wear your suit, but how are they <laughs> billing you in all the promos? Is it Kenny from MRN slash NASCAR? How, how are they doing that? So they've got me billed in for now as the Motor Racing Network. So if you were to, if you are a person who goes to NABJ, if you click on the panel, that's what my name will come up as. But I'm representing all of them, so to speak. <laughs> Kudos to Kenny doing his first speaking engagement. I cannot wait to see the recap because unfortunately I won't be there. Well, I'll be there because I'm sure as you're giving a speech, you're going to think about some advice that I gave you in the past, maybe. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So my weekend was actually pretty great. I decided to get out this weekend. I don't remember. I know I was out on Saturday. I just cannot remember what I did. But on Sunday, I went to a smorgasbord. I always say that wrong, but (laughs) or it's a bunch of food and stuff. So they do one here in Los Angeles, in downtown Los Angeles at this place called The Row. And boy, did I have a great time. Let me just tell you guys about these tacos that I had. How I ended up going or discovering this place is somehow I saw a picture of these tacos and burritos. And I was like, oh my God, that looks delicious. And when I looked, I was like, so it is actually, the place is called Mid-East. So it's like Middle Eastern food meets Mexican food. Hmm. I know you guys are like, what the hell? But let me tell you, these tacos (laughs) 
It was a chicken taco that had avocado hummus, tahini sauce. So it was a Mexican taco, but it was a Mediterranean Middle Eastern flair on it. Boy, it was the best damn taco I ever ate. Yes, it was so (laughs) good. Oh, my God. So, yes, I hung out, and they actually had a live DJ. So we went over by the DJ, which they had a bar set up so you can sit and eat in the bar area and have a beer. They had, like, mango beer, all these flavored beers and stuff. I didn't drink any beer, but I definitely enjoyed the music. I enjoyed my taco, and my friend that I went with had... Japanese fried chicken and fingerlings. And for those that aren't that versed, fingerlings is actually potatoes. They just give it a fancy name. And what else did we have? Oh, weed maps. Oh, this podcast is PG, but weed is legal in California. So, hey, but weed maps, which is an app that allows you to find out where the weed is. I think they deliver. I'm not sure. I don't partake in that kind of activity, but they had (laughs) an ice cream truck set up and no, there was no marijuana in the ice cream because that was the first question I asked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't consume. Actually, the funny thing is I don't consume marijuana and I don't consume dairy because I don't eat sugar. I think we talked about it, but I don't consume any of that. So no, I didn't partake. But it looked good, and I took lots of photos. I did it for the gram, if you follow (laughs) me on Instagram. And I'm at, what am I at? Oh, I'm at I am Sincerely Tam on Instagram and Twitter. Renee's at, it's Renee Garcia. So if you want to catch up with Renee's life, you can follow him there. And Kenny is at, where are you at? Front row Kenny on the Twitter. And he doesn't, (laughs) his Instagram is private, so you don't need to know that. But yeah, so weekend was really great. Okay, jumping into some NASCAR talk. No, I didn't watch the race because I really enjoyed my weekend. I caught the highlights. And of course, I know somewhat of what's going on. But Kenny is going to fill us in on everything. But before he does that, I will tell you guys the top 10, even though I didn't watch the race. I just watched the highlights. I know Denny Hamlin won. Eric Jones almost won, but he came in second. Martin Truex Jr. came in third. William Byron, young guy with a top five finish. Kyle Larson, he's getting it together slowly but surely. He came in fifth. Kevin Harvick came in sixth. And Daniel Hemrick, I was actually like, whoa, Daniel with a seventh place finish. Brad Keselowski, eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. And Ryan Blaney, tenth. Notables, your boy Jimmy Johnson. Eh. We're going to talk about him because, hey, I may have missed the race at Pocono, but I know what's going on in NASCAR news. And his crew chief is no longer there. He got a new crew chief moving forward, which is crazy considering. But, yeah, he got a top 20. But, dude, you're Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Seven Times. So the only coming 15th place at Pocono just is not going to cut it. And poor Chase Elliott. And I don't, I shouldn't even say poor because that's not, that's a poor choice of words, but Chase can't get right. Chase came in 38th. Like, dude, it was only 38 cars in the race and he came in 38th. That is that in terms of the top 10 and the two notables. So we are going to let Kenny, well, not we, because I guess it's just me. Renee, where you at? Where you at, Renee? <laughs> Kenny is going to jump in and 
give you his thoughts on the race. And then from there, I think we're going to jump into some Daniel versus Bubba talk. Then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Kurt Busch had a little dust up. As I mentioned, Jimmy and got a new crew chief. Oh, and then there was a fight involving Tony Stewart. Or was it really a fight? I just saw a fist flying. (laughs) And no, Tony doesn't race, but it's still NASCAR related because I want to talk about it. (laughs) That's why, because Tony is my guy. And oh, NASCAR dropped some news in terms of what we should expect with the double header at Pocono next year. So, yay, we won't be racing twice a year at that track, at the Tricky Triangle. So, yeah, and then there was, oh, I'll probably read some of the results from the poll. So, actually, I'll save that for the fan comment of the week. Without further ado, Kenny, tell us your thoughts of Pocono. So, if you guys have been listening to this podcast long enough, you know I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Pocono. Not as bad as I feel about New Hampshire. I'll say that right off the bat. The first race last month at Pocono really wasn't anything too crazy. Much of a snooze fest to quite a few of us. Kyle Busch won it. He was obviously attempting at getting that second win in a row at Pocono, but did not get that. Instead of his teammate taking it home, which was pretty good. And I also called that last week, just FYI, (laughs) take me to Vegas. But um, I thought that race at Pocono this Sunday was actually pretty good. It had a mix up of different strategies. Plus, we even had the effect of a possibility of rain hitting the track during that race. They got a little bit of rain, but didn't get as much as they expected. A lot of that rain ended up dying off, which was about 30 minutes away from the track. Yeah, they moved the race up, right? Earlier. Yeah, they they bumped up the start at um, 3.08 instead of, I think it was like 3.15 or something like that. And they bumped it up and I looked at the weather radar and I'm thinking to myself, we might just get rain. And I'm like, man, that will be detrimental. I don't think we need that. But having that little rain shower that they did have and it caused a caution late, I mean, in the middle of stage two, it wasn't so bad. They got right back to it. A small little shower didn't do too much to the track since they kept all the cars out there, kept all the heat on the track. It wasn't as bad. So they moved along, but I thought it was a solid race once again. You had a variety of strategies, a variety of guys pitting short of the stage, pitting way before the stage ended, pitting in the middle of it, trying to make sure it was going to either come down at the end to fuel mileage. If it wasn't for that caution, we may have got a different race with Eric Jones and Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, all three of those guys at the front. Things could have got a little bit different had it not been one one thing shifted. Same thing with Kyle Busch, who pitted when they had that late caution. Maybe if that hadn't happened, we would have had a different race, but I thought all in all, it was solid. Just like you mentioned, Kyle Larson, who went to a backup car after Saturday, after he wrecked his car on Saturday, he came home fifth. I think that was good for him. I think that was pretty solid. Jimmy Johnson came home in 15th, but got a stage win, which is crucial for him since he is just a few points below the cut line to get himself into the playoffs. He's very, very close to taking over Ryan Newman. Daniel Suarez, who was also in the same position, came home with 24th. But the issue with him was he got into it with Bubba, just like Tam talked about, which we'll talk about a little bit later. He got into it, didn't have the best day for himself. And that also did a little bit of damage to him because it's probably going to come down to Jimmy Johnson or Daniel Suarez if we're talking points. I think if you're looking at a Paul Menard, a Ricky Stenhouse, a Chris Busch or Austin Dillon, 
they're going to have to get themselves in on a win more than likely to make the playoffs. But as a all in all, we got a solid Pocono race. I don't know what more we could have got out of that. I don't know. We had crazy restarts. The turn three, turn three was a great passing zone. PJ one stuff worked out for him. And hopefully next year with the double header, we'll get even more of that in one weekend. <laughs> well, sounds like Pocono was eventful. The thing about it is that I actually, so this is where it becomes the time thing. Like I know you people on the East Coast are upset about the time, but I literally rearrange my schedule each week to make sure that I am in the house on a Sunday to watch the race. It's better when the race comes on early because then I can plan the day. I usually stay in the house on Sundays, but for those times like this one, I want to go out and hang out and enjoy some Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, Mexican tacos. <laughs> I need the race to be on early. And here's the ironic thing. Speaking of the time, the race came on at 12 o'clock my time. And the Smuggers, how do you say it? Smuggersburg. Smorgasburg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that word, but yeah, so it started at either it was 10 to 4 or 11 to 4. Yeah, and I didn't get there in time for the falafel tacos because that's what I really wanted to try because it was a falafel taco. When have you ever had a falafel taco? I'm never. Do you guys even know what a falafel <laughs> is? Because I've realized, too, that California, we, not to say that we're better than most states, but we're a little bit more well-rounded when it comes to food, if that makes sense. Like, we have a, an abundance of Asian-infused restaurants in California, which is mind-boggling. But saying that to say, they had a falafel taco, but the guy was like, yeah, we ran out of falafel tacos at 12 30 and i was thinking to myself like well shoot i should have came early but i was trying to at least catch the start of the race and i did catch the start of the race but i think i left around i think it was like right at 25 laps or so when i left so that was a whole tam's rant hashtag tam's rant so what was I even talking about? I went from talking about <laughs> Pocono to falafel tacos. What should we talk about? Daniel and Bubba. Okay, so I saw the video. Bubba was like, I felt like low-key. I don't want to read too much into it, but I felt like Bubba was kind of antagonizing him. You know they real cool, though. Like I they, know they're cool, you know what but I mean? he was just like, I don't know. It was, uh, what, what's your take on it? I saw that was like fighting with your bro. Like, you know, if if you're real friends, y'all probably not going to agree with everything y'all do and or piss each other off every once in a while. Things like that happen. And what happened on Sunday was they got into it at the end of the at the end of a restart. And he tried to lay back on the restart, got into him. And I guess he took him a little bit further down into the grass. And that's what kind of made him a little mad. So. That's all I think that happened. But then the Instagram comments were hilarious today. All that stuff on Twitter was. Like, oh, I missed the Instagram. I just saw the Twitter stuff. Yeah, the tw all that to combine was just funny as hell. Like, I mean, it was all happening at once on a Monday. 
Because I saw when Alex Bowman chimed in with the little meme, meme, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is getting interesting. It, it definitely, in fact, we should just call this episode throwing bowls or blows or something like that because it went from Daniel and Bubba and all the little people chiming in to Ricky and Kurt. And then I saw Gluck was kind of caught in the middle of something because his name was tagged. And yeah. then Ricky was like, Ricky Stenhouse, boy, he talks a lot of mess. <laughs> he does. It's, that's a Mississippi kid. I know we're going to talk about Tony after this, but this is one time that I kind of wish Tony was still racing just to see what he would say to Tony if they got into it on the track. You think he would be talking all that crap to Tony? Not to Tony, especially if he's seen that video with Tony. I don't think I don't think nobody would want to mess with him. I don't think so. My <laughs> thing is, though, why do he even want to mess with Kurt? I have no idea. They have always had it. People, like, fail to realize Kurt used to be about that life. He just calmed down when he got married to Ashley. <laughs> you right. No, he used to be a true And then, you know, of course, what happened with the other, the ex-girlfriend, I think that kind of changed him a lot, too, but... I'm sure. Sure of it. 100%. But Ricky is like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying he can't back it up, but, dude, you got beef with a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, perfect time of the season, too, to have beef. It's going to make, I hope it makes for something interesting, especially with Kurt and Ricky Stenhouse coming um coming up with Watkins Glen, and then we got Bristol following that up. Oh, man, that should that should be good. We're going from road rage, look, to short <laughs> tempers. That's actually what we should call it, from road rage to short tempers. That is perfect. And speaking of perfect, I think this is like the perfect time of the year right before the playoffs. We get the best races right at the end of the summer, right as we get into Labor Day weekend. We got Watkins Glen. We got Bristol. We got Road America on the Xfinity side. We got Mid-Ohio. You got all the good stuff right in one little set of a month or so. It's perfect. Love this time of the year for NASCAR. Speaking of road rage, should we talk about, well, actually, Bring our listeners up to speed for those that don't know why Ricky and Kurt are beefing. So Ricky and Kurt got into it on Sunday. I can't remember what exactly lap it was, but they got pretty close to one another. I think Stenhouse made some contact with him. And then, of course, at the very end of the race, when they got into a wreck, of course, who was there? Ricky Stenhouse Jr., right? <laughs> Perfect place, perfect time. And once all that happened and once he got into it with him, he was pretty upset. He was very, very upset with him, just like he has been a couple times this season, which is no surprise. But I guess he didn't give him enough room on that restart. And when I say you only have but so much room for error, you make one little move and you've got a whole field in a pretty bad looking tandem. So not a good look for them. I don't know how much that's going to translate to the track, but I really do hope it does at Bristol of all places. And it's the night race at Bristol, which is the best one anyway. I can't wait to see it. I would definitely keep an eye out for that one, if anything. That's the one to keep an eye out before Daniel and Bubba. Keep an eye on Kurt Busch and Ricky Stenhouse from this weekend on to, to out, throughout the playoffs. I think that'll be interesting. Well, I will be watching the next two races, for sure. Although... Watkins Glen is what it is, but I definitely will be watching Bristol. 
That's the best road course race of the year. I love I Watkins know. Glen. Well, we only have two road course races, so. Well, yeah, on the cup side, of course. Yeah, on the cup side. Yeah, on the cup side, yeah. But I love Watkins Glen. It's just a nice flowing track. It's perfect. I love it. Love it to death. Well, we'll see. Because what now, after Pocono, what do we have before the playoffs? Four races or five races? We are down to five to go. It is a very, very short time. So desperation will sink in. So we should actually see some bumping. It's It's got to sink in at this point, especially looking at the guys who are on the outside looking in. An example, just like who we talked about, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he is currently 20th in the points right now if the season ended today. So what it's looking like to me based on points, he's going to have to win his way in unless 9 through 16 somehow have a catastrophic end, which I doubt any of those guys will. But he's probably going to have to win. And I realistically don't see a place on the schedule where he gets a win. If we had a Daytona Talladega left, maybe just maybe. Ricky Stenhouse getting the playoffs. But anywhere else, I don't know. I, I just don't see it happen. That's just me. But Jimmy Johnson and Daniel Suarez, I can see either or of them make, making the playoffs for sure. Well, they're because wait. Well, I as well, here's the thing. I should actually we posted a poll. We posted a couple of polls on the Twitter. In fact, I'm gonna pull them up really quick because I have not looked at what the fans are saying. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll wait. I was going to chime in because since we were talking about Jimmy and read what the results are for the Jimmy poll, but maybe I will wait and make that the fan comment of the week. But what I will do since we're talking about it now, or we just talked about it, I will read the results from one of the polls we posted. We asked who you got, who you placing a bet on if, these two throw down. Yeah, okay. Who you got? Who you placing a bet on if these two throw down? Yeah, we had to ask because we want to know and we feel like being messy. So pretty much you had an option, two options, Kurt Busch or Ricky Stenhouse. So we asked who you have if Kurt Busch and Ricky Stenhouse go toe to toe. 78% said Kurt Busch and 22% said Ricky Stenhouse. I really want to know who was the 22% that said Ricky Stenhouse, to be honest. <laughs> and then some people said, that, well, actually, Karen, her user is KPAC94054821. She chimed in and said, Kurt before the Pat drama, Ricky now. So she clearly was one of the people or one of the 22% that voted for Ricky. And then Godzilla Country, and that's his user. He chimed in and said, Kurt would destroy Stinkhouse. S-T-I-N-K house. <laughs> Not Stenhouse, but Stinkhouse. And then Bill Steinberg third, he chimed in and said, Jimmy Spencer may be able to help us answer this huh. with a crying face. Very interesting comments. <laughs> Jimmy Spencer and Kurt Bush, whoever just like brought that comment up. Now that's throwback. That was a while back i think that was either that was either 2002 or 2003 those two could not get away from each other it was 02 because kurt bush and jimmy spencer got into it at bristol during the spring race kurt bush this is probably much much younger him 
He moved Jimmy Spencer out the way, bump and run old Bristol style, got him out the way, took home the win. He wasn't too happy with him. They ran into each other a couple more times. And then at Indy is where Jimmy Spencer finally had enough of him. They got a little bit of a tangle. And then I think NASCAR called him to the haulers that year. And then that was pretty much all she wrote after that with them too. So throwback one from whoever said that one. Well, speaking of throwback, we'll talk about throwing hands. Like, I feel like we've tried to talk about this twice, but we've jumped (laughs) to other subjects. So let's jump into my boy, Ladies Love Smoke, Tony Stewart. The video. I was like, what is going on in this video? Because I didn't get the backstory. Did you have a chance to get the backstory or you just saw the video just like I did? I just saw the video. The only thing I know for sure, though, out of that, is that some guy was heckling Tony while he was doing autographs, and he gave him the double bird, and after that, that was a wrap, and Tony was like, all right, cool. And when you do that, you got to stand your ground. You can't just run away, but Tony went through that crowd and decked that man in the face. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I was like, is this serious? Or is this his friend? Like, what's going on? And then you think like, If it is real, like, I'm not mad at Tony because, you know, he's human just like we are. But in this day and age, you can't just be decking people. Nah, you can't. You got a camera everywhere you go anyway. Uh, Clearly. (laughs) You know what I mean? An example like this situation, like right here, it's everywhere. I think that video had like 50,000 views by the time I sent it to you, which is crazy. It is crazy to think about that. Just such a small video. but. Also, I think also people need to take in consideration that when you talk to an athlete and or whomever it is, superstar, whatever it is, y'all can't just say anything to these people like they and then when they react, oh, man, I can't believe it. They should never do that. They should never do that. Oh, I can't believe this person did X, Y and Z. You can't play victim. If that was anybody else, you wouldn't care. You'd fight them. You fight them and you wouldn't make any excuses. But that's what happens every single time. Every single time. And I guarantee you that guy's going to play victim to some degree. I'm not saying it was right. or I'm not saying it's right. Oh, that guy's about to get paid. Oh, no, for sure. Absolutely. 100%. And then, though, it doesn't look good for Tony. And I hate to bring this up, but, you know, you're dealing with, well, they settled that case. I don't right. like to talk about it, but this is just not good because, what, it's only been, what, three years since that happened? Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's crazy. Tony, get it together, buddy. Don't take no crap from nobody, but I feel like you can't just go around throwing punches unless somebody put their hands on you. But then uh, most of our listeners won't even know what we're talking about. But then you look at ASAP Rocky in another country in jail. Hey, Things don't always play out the way they're supposed to. So you got to be careful sometimes. It's funny you mentioned that ASAP Rocky thing. The same thing he was making fun of is the same thing. And guess what? He's locked up in another country. Crazy, right? (laughs) Yep. Crazy. And do we even need to talk about Jimmy? Sometimes I don't want to talk about Jimmy. Is that bad? No, I don't think it's bad. I just... He got a new crew chief. We posted a poll. So I guess I'll just do the fan comment now. Hell. Let me just pull it up and read what you people had to say, you supposed NASCAR fans. You're not very nice, a lot of you guys. I will say that. Some of you guys are just downright mean. 
when it's not a driver that you're like a super fan of? Oh, man. <laughs> Don't get me started on Ricky that. Ricky Stenhouse, he learned the hard way. People were not happy with him. We asked a question on the Twitter, and our Twitter is turns no breaks, same as our Instagram. Jimmy Johnson will have a new crew chief starting with the next race at Watkins Glen. Will it make a difference? Do you think Jimmy will win before the playoffs? Vote and leave a comment below. Hashtag NASCAR. 24% of the voters said, hell yeah. 25% said, not sure. 50% said, won't change anything. Ouch. Some of the comments. Andrew, user AMAR71168, he said, and I quote, Jimmy Johnson is a washed up has been. I didn't like that comment. So I took over the Twitter account and responded and said, we totally disagree, but respect your opinion. He is better than most, even at his worst, because that's how I feel. But I felt that I can represent all turns, no breaks and make that comment. And let's see who else chimed in. Mark Thompson chimed in and said, finally. And Sandhog147 said, it was a SHIT move that moved Canals from the 48 team anyway. They were a proven combo that comes across once in a driver's life. If they are lucky, Everham slash Gordon, Earnhardt slash Selmerdine was another one of those one-time deals. Might get lucky. Mm-hmm. Those were just some of the comments. Uh, let's see. Donnie S., the dingo dude, longtime fan of the podcast. Well, friend to the show. I don't call them fans. They're friends to the show. He chimed in and said, I'll keep saying it. I think Jimmy has lost something. Still anxious for him to prove me wrong. That's a perfect comment. And I won't read any more comments because I feel like that one's a perfect one. Any thoughts, Kenny? So getting a new crew chief for this time of the year is rather interesting. And I know some people are like, ah, is it going to make that much of a difference? It can. But the only thing I'm wondering is how well they'll mold together as driver to crew chief, because that's a, a crucial relationship people don't really think about as much unless you mention the greats like such one of one of the fan comments did and the great pairs that we've had in the history. So they've got five races until the playoffs. That's not a ton of time, and then you've got a young crew chief. It's not a ton of time to gain a bunch of chemistry with one another. I'm glad they don't have a different spotter or anything like that, but a different crew chief still takes a bit of adjusting. So maybe it could be a saving grace for all we know. This could be a story to follow for the next couple of races because it may make or break. It may make a big difference. It may not make a difference. It may show something. But it might not get him into the playoffs because it's done so late in the game. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any change. And maybe that change is necessary for them. So we'll see. It's interesting. It's only like his second crew chief in his or third crew chief in his career, which is crazy to think how long he's been around. Ironically, (laughs) it's kind of like we've talked about it before, but it's like, can Tom Brady do what he does without Belichick? And I'm talking about NFL, if you didn't catch on, listeners. But it's like, can Belichick win without Tom Brady? Canals has not won without Jimmy, and Jimmy hasn't won without him. 
But William Byron got a top five at Pocono, and he's not doing too bad the last couple of races. Yeah. It's kind of like, I felt personally, I I understand the move, but I felt that Jimmy and Canal should have rolled off in a sunset together, meaning that he should have been his crew chief until he retired. Yeah, I don't disagree. It is interesting to see like pairs like that, especially when you get a comparison to like a Tom Brady and Belichick. It'll make a lot of people wonder what that may be. But just to add one more thing to it and just an example of how a crew chief and how a team staying together does make a difference. If you guys are followers of the Xfinity series, Cole Custer, for example, has had a great season so far, won at Iowa on Saturday. Him and that crew chief have been together for a long time. Can't think of his name off the top of my head, but they've got a lot of chemistry together. And think about it. They've worked all season long and they've been clicking off wins like it's nothing. So I think it does make quite a difference for um for some drivers, quite frankly, more so than others. Kenny, you are stat guy. Off the top of your head, do you know who has the longest tenure in terms of crew chief and driver in the Cup Series? I think it was Kanaus. And Jimmy Johnson, I think they had to have been the longest. But who is it now? Now, hmm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm actually not 100 percent sure who has that. I'd have to look that up. That's that's an interesting little fact. Well, I guess we can jump into some predictions. But Pocono doubleheader, I don't really have much to say about it. You guys can read about it. I'll post the link on our website with details about the doubleheader. In fact, I may even just post the full press release because I actually, we get them from NASCAR. I, I don't know why I never post that information because I get a lot of the information before it's announced. I just, I feel like, does anybody really care like that? We're not breaking news here. We're like commentators. Well, no, we're analysts, not commentators. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we jump into some predictions, I just want to remind you guys to leave us a comment. This podcast does not happen without your feedback. So if you are on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with a comment. Hopefully you like the show, but we want your honest opinion one way or the other. But we really don't unless you, if you like the show, leave a comment. If you don't, just keep your comment to yourself. (laughs) I don't know. That's not right to say. And You can find this show wherever you're listening to it now. But in addition to where you're listening at now, you can find us on iHeart, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and every other place that you can think of, we're there. And like I said earlier, Renee's Instagram and Twitter is it's Renee Garcia. You can catch all his shenanigans and keep up with his partying. You can catch me at I am Sincerely Tam on Twitter as well as the Instagram. And Kenny, as in front row Kenny, can be found on the Twitter. Without further ado, Renee is ready to shout it out and tell you about his weekend as well as give you his predictions. Renee, who you got? How was your weekend? Tam, Kenny. This has to be one of the most amazing trips I've ever taken in a long time or ever. There are a few trips that stand out in my, in my mind, uh, just through the, the times that I've been traveling, but 
This was my first time in Seattle. This was my first time at the Gorge Amphitheater. And this is probably the first time that I've actually seen this particular DJ's Above and Beyond. Those of you who are familiar with EDM music, uh, or trance music in general, know who Above and Beyond is. If you don't look them up, they're just simply amazing. But Tammy Kenny, I had just one amazing time out there. The Gorge is definitely called The Gorge for obvious reasons because it is gorgeous. And if you guys uh, want to see exactly what the venue looks like, you can actually Google it. But I posted a lot of pictures and a lot of video on my Instagram story, um, and I'll post some throughout this week. Go ahead and follow me there on Instagram at It's Renee Garcia. That's at I-T-S-R-E-N-E-G-A-R-C-I-A at It's Renee Garcia. And please just go and take a look at, at, at all the things that I saw there. We got back late, so I'm recording this very, very late, and I'm just exhausted. But today, or actually yesterday, um, we just killed time uh, on the water there at Lake Union in Seattle. And what a beautiful uh, thing on the boat and just being, you know, in the water, seeing the needle there. It's just, it's just simply amazing, man. I, I had such a great, a great time. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Listen, I want to give my predictions real quick. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you guys, but and Tam and, and all of you listeners that have uh, been part of this show for a long time, you know me. I go off of Vibes. And I don't know for what reason uh, this particular uh, driver's name came up because we were just talking about him. But I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. this weekend. I think he, I think he's due. I think he is uh, overdue, actually, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but the number 78 car, Martin Truex Jr., is going to be in the winner's circle this weekend in victory lane. And if I have to uh, pick an alternative pick, or actually an alternative winner, Oh boy, I think I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I like Chase Elliott as well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Chase Elliott probably wins this race either, but Martin Truex Jr. Mart, excuse me. Martin Truex Jr. is my winner. He will be in victory lane, and if not, don't be surprised if Mr. Chase Elliott is in the winner circle. Those are my predictions. Tam Kenny, and I'm sticking with him. When we grow up, we want to be like Renee. Renee has the best time all the time. Now that we've heard all about Renee's weekend and his predictions for the Glen, our listeners want to know, Kenny, who you got? All right. So we are going to Watkins Glen up in upstate New York, one of my favorite races, and just in case y'all don't know. But for who I'm going with, I'm actually going to go with a back a person who may get a back-to-back win. I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. I feel like last year... He drove his tail off to win that one last year, and I think he very well may just do it again. After wrecking at Pocono this past weekend, after a flat tire, I think he should have a bit more motivation in his system coming up to upstate New York. And for my alternative pick, I'm going to go with the man who's got the hot hand right now. That's Denny Hamlin, who just won at Pocono. His last win came in 2016 at Watkins Glen. Also, Tam, since you said I'm the stat guy, I did find out who that crew chief is that is this longest lasting. Currently, is nine years. Brad Keselowski and Paul Wolf. They have the longest tenure current left. But okay, those are my predictions. How about you? Before I chime in with my predictions, I'll give you guys the history lesson for the Glen. We've been racing at Watkins Glen since 1957. We currently race one time a year, which fans would probably 
appreciate if that was twice a year, but hey, for now, it's one time a year. Our past 10 winners at the Glen include my man, Ladies Love Smoke, 2009, Tony Stewart, 2010, Montoya, as in jet dryer Montoya, Pablo Juan Montoya, 2011, Marcus Ambrose, and Kenny. Guess who also won in 2012 back-to-back? Marcus Ambrose. My man. <laughs> 2013, Kyle Bush. 2014, AJ Amadinger. Oh, my God. I remember when AJ won that race. That's what's so crazy. That's been five years ago. That's crazy. 2015, Joy Logano. 2016, Denny Hamlin. 2017, Martin Truex Jr. And 2018, is when Chase got hot and he won the race at Glen. Let's see, notables. Who are, oh, Tony has won five. So from 2002 to 2009, Tony won five of the eight races. And from all my recollections, he has the most wins at the Glen. I could be wrong, but believe so. And then... We talked about this earlier. I think Jeff Gordon also has, well, he doesn't have five, but he has three. No, Jeff Gordon has four wins. So from 1997 to 2001, he also got the hot hand and he won four or five races at Watkins Glen. He is the only driver to win three in a row, which is pretty cool fact. There you have the history lesson and... I almost forgot to give you my predictions. I am going to pick Denny Hamlin. It's interesting that I saw an article, I believe it was on NASCAR.com, that talked about whether or not Denny was a champion, championship contender. And I was like, hello, did I not pick him to win the championship before the season started? Hell yeah, he is (laughs) a contender for the championship this year. He got to get that off his back and go ahead and win. And Joe Gibbs has been hot this year. Joe Gibbs Racing has been hot. I mean, shoot, they finished one, two, three this weekend. So, I mean, they all had top tens because Kyle Busch came in ninth. This is not like my pick to win, but I'm going to go out and predict at least a top 10 finish for Jimmy Johnson. My pick to win at the Glen is actually going to be I want to go with Kurt Busch. I'm not sure why. Denny Hamlin is my alternative. My pick to win is going to be, you know what? Hell, Eric Jones has been close with no cigar. I'm going to go with Eric for the win. That is definitely a wild card for sure. But I'm going to go with Eric Jones for the W and Denny Hamlin as my alternative, and Jimmy Johnson for a top 10 with his new crew chief. There you have it. Renee's picks, Tam's picks, as well as Kenny's pick. Thank you so much for listening to All Turns No Breaks. We do not do this podcast without you because of you. We do this podcast. So thank you for listening. See y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 